Hey, 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 Philly sports fans. It is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by Allstate Insurance in Westchester and the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorn. I'm Jim Chesko. Call me Chet. My radio partner, Bill Furman, is actually busy with some real work this evening, so he may or may not join us later in the program. You just never know. That's okay. There's never a shortage of topics for us to discuss here on the Philly sports scene. The Sixers about a week and a half away from the postseason, and they'll almost certainly be going into the playoffs as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. The Phillies won five in a row last week, then lost a couple over the weekend, including a tough-to-swallow game Saturday night. Uh, they did win last night, opening the series down in D.C., so maybe they're getting things back on track. Um, as for the Flyers... Well, their season's over. That's enough said about them. The Eagles had their draft a couple of weeks back, so there's plenty to talk about regarding the birds. And uh, now the, the schedule is out for 2021, so we can discuss that as well in the second half of the show. We're going to cover it all this evening. I'll even sneak in a random chat segment. And I've got a couple of great guests joining me. In the second half of the show, we're going to be talking with our old pal from his numerous visits here and more recently from his weekly appearance on the Edge of Philly Sports Network, Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m., the Edge of Philly Sports Show. And uh, stay tuned for that. That is Freddie Burns that I'm talking about. But first, well, we have a lot to discuss about the 2021 Phillies, and we've got just the guy to help us do that. He runs the Phillies Nation website, and his name is Brian Michael. So let's say hello. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Hello, how are you, Chet? Doing okay, doing all right. Uh, let's get right into it. The Phillies are tough to figure out for me. I'm just not sure how good or not good this Phillies team is, Brian. As we speak, they're 19 and 17, just a game out of first place, but there are clearly some issues. So center field, the back of the rotation, and another oldie but goodie from seasons past, the bullpen. Let's start with center field. At least four guys have manned that position this season. I know Odubel had a couple of hits last night in uh, the Tuesday win, but quite frankly, no one has been overly impressive as far as the center fielders go. What is your take on the guys that we've seen out there, and might Dave Dombrowski make a trade to try to improve the situation? Sure. Well, um, you you mentioned Odubel, and yeah. he appears to be the front runner for the position right now. You know, he was off to a slow start in his first game back in, you know, almost two years. But he seemed to come on the past couple days, um, past couple games, and he'll need to continue that to keep the position. But I think for now, the next couple games and weeks, uh, it's his to lose. Um, so you have him, I would say, as the front runner. <clears throat> Roman Quinn, uh, with his hand injury uh, that he uh, got bunting, um, is expected back in about a week, I'd say. So there's a chance he could reclaim the position. Again, he wasn't turning any heads uh, when he had the chance, but I think the Phillies would hope Roman Quinn is the answer long-term. Mm. Um, if he can stay healthy, which he hasn't yet, you know, this has been an ongoing thing with him. Um, he easily could have had the position three, four years ago. Um, he just fails to stay healthy each year. Um, although hopefully this is a, a short-term injury. So, you know, I think he might be second on the list. Um, Kingery, 
you know, who knows? I think uh, third might be your suggestion in, in a trade, right? So there, there might be some trade potential. And of course, Dave Dombrowski uh, is known to make some big splashes uh, when he thinks it can uh, propel the team into the playoffs or, or, or win. So I don't think the Phillies are quite there yet. Uh, so I don't know if we would see a move um, yet. I would think it would be closer to the deadline. Um, as things pan out both for them and some potential trade partners. Um, but there are a lot of names being thrown around, and we've had a few articles on, on Phillies Nation uh, about that too. Any of the outfield position, or, I mean, obviously Harper, but um, McCutcheon isn't uh, doing too hot either. So uh, whether it's left, whether it's center, uh, even a, another backup that could stabilize uh, could work. So, Again, on Phillies Nation, a few names got thrown out. Um, in addition to uh, Chris Bryant, uh, who Matt Breen mentioned yesterday, but also um, Charlie Blackman, uh, Joey Gallo, Michael Taylor, Michael A. Taylor. Um, I think some of those names might make more sense. Chris Bryant has a pretty hefty uh, price tag attached to him. Um, so I think we're a bit away from a decision. It's kind of wait and see with Herrera for now. And if he blows it, then we'll be on to the next choice, which again could be Quinn if he's back. If not, I think the trade definitely becomes more likely. In addition to having a hefty price tag, Chris Bryant, I think, is more of a third baseman, a left fielder. I know he has played some center field lately, three or four games, and maybe that's so he can show off his skills to potential trade partners. But hey, we didn't mention two other guys, and that would be. Mickey Moniak and Adam Hazley. Have the Phillies said anything new regarding Hazley and his, uh, you know, personal situation? No, nope, nothing, uh, and nothing that we've heard. It's been asked a few times, and, and still, um, no more information on it. So, you know, we're kind of just respecting that at this point, and yeah. and waiting and see on him. Um, you know, Moniak um, again it doesn't seem like he was turning any heads either. So he might be the fourth option if that comes to it, but um, they need production out of the center field position. So Chris Bryant, like you said, definitely is more of a third baseman, although he's played outfield more, he would be instant offense uh, to the lineup. You know, his uh, bat obviously I think would be the bigger um, key there, but some of the other guys, like I mentioned, are cheaper, Joey Gallo um, and Michael Taylor, probably, um, so they might make more sense long-term. But again, Dave Dombrowski, if he wants to go all in, Chris uh, Bryant would certainly be the option there. You mentioned Andrew McCutcheon, the left fielder. Uh, he's been inconsistent this year, got off to a horrible start. He's had some good games, some not-so-good games, two homers in one game last week. How much do you think Kutch has left in the tank? Um, I hope more than we think, but it, it looks like he's running on fumes this year, right? Um he definitely is a presence in the clubhouse, so there's no doubt about that, his value on the team and intangibles. Uh, but in terms of producing in the lineup, uh, it just isn't there. And, you know, not drawing as many walks and not getting on base isn't helping either. And, uh, you know, his home runs have been solo home runs, so it's always hard to put everything together um, for his contributions to really uh, help, um, again, uh, on the field. But, you know, he's a leader. He's someone I think the Phillies need in the clubhouse. So, um, you know, I don't see him going away uh, this year. All right. Now, Bryce Harper, we don't have to talk about. He'll, he's fine. He's got the wrist injury. 
he's not a worry at all. Alec Bohm, the third baseman, has had some moments, but he struggled more than we'd like to see. Is there just a little sophomore slump, or what do you see in Alec Bohm? Yeah, it's definitely a bit of that. You know, he's still young. Uh, he is leading the team in war, just under one. I think he's tied with Didi, but uh, high strikeouts, right? Yeah. So that's definitely the, the big thing that he needs to work on. And um, again, he's a young hitter. It's a to be expected a bit, uh, but it's something that you keep an eye on and that he absolutely needs to work on. And, you know, Reese Hoskins, for that matter, too, he really hasn't um, fixed that issue that has been creeping up the past couple of years. I think Reese is over 40 strikeouts already uh, this season. So, uh, boom, if he could get a little bit more better uh, plate discipline, turn some more uh, strikeouts into walks, that would be his key uh, for turning things around. It, But potential sky high. Um, I think he's going to be the third baseman, you know, for a long time still. So uh, we just need to see that growth, that next step um, throughout the rest of the season. So he's, he has time, you know, he has time this season still. Hey, JT Riomuto, uh got a little bit of a bruise around the knee last night. It's nothing too serious apparently, but uh, did Girardi give an update this afternoon? I didn't get to hear anything. Is there anything new on Riomuto? He did. He did. He said that uh, he expected uh, JT to be available tonight. Okay. Uh, he is still day-to-day, but he should be available tonight. Uh, more likely to hit, but he said hopefully to catch if needed. Um, he also mentioned that Scott Kingery would be the backup uh, catcher uh, after that, just in case. But it does seem uh, that is not too serious, that it was a muscle injury, so it's more of a contusion, a bruise, mm-hmm. than bone or a break or anything like that so i think he would prefer to keep him out tonight and you know we should see him again tomorrow Uh, but you know uh it gives andrew napa a chance to start again with zach wheeler who they looked great last time they were out uh in wheeler's uh, complete game shutout all right well speaking of pitching uh let me start with this true or false brian aaron nola is not a true ace that's false. He's a true ace. Ah. He's a true ace. I, I think he is. Um, he's shown it, even if he's not at that potential this season. You know, he's, he's shown it a, a couple of years ago. And, you know, he's still um, the best pitcher on this team, which uh, Wheeler and Zach Eflin are certainly giving him a run for his money. Um, but that's a good thing. You know, he'll, I think, at the end of the season, again, settle down. Um He's the ace on this team. Maybe on other teams he might not be, uh, but certainly for the Phils, uh, he's the ace um, so far. All right. Well, the other guys that you mentioned, the two Zachs have been pretty good much of the time this year. Zach Wheeler, who's on the mound tonight, and Zach Eflin. Eflin has shown flashes in past years. Is this perhaps a breakout year for Zach Eflin? I hope so. And he, I think, has gradually been getting better. You know, the flashes have been coming more consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think this year is, yes, a byproduct of that. And, you know, even just working with Aaron Nola uh, and the staff and being more f- familiar uh, certainly helps. And have a JT back, that consistency um, helps. And Nat, right? They're, they're both back. And, yeah, I do think he's um, he could be a legit number two starter as, as well. What are we hearing from uh... – Lehigh Valley and Spencer Howard. I believe I heard he pitched three innings last night. 
And what are the plans for him? Are they grooming him to pitch more innings? Maybe, you know, then come up and pitch five or six innings in some real major league games. What are you hearing about Spencer Howard? Uh, Joe Girardi did mention him uh, on today's press conference as well. He was asked and um, there is a plan and it's going to be to increase the innings and at Lehigh Valley for now. So he did not say in the foreseeable future that he'll be called up. I think the question was, do we expect to see him in a month? And uh, Girardi was kind of noncommittal on that. So it sounds like he'll be getting some more um, experience in AAA uh, for the time being. Mm-hmm. Now, the f- but real quick, you know, that yeah. could be some um, uh, a benefit in the future. You know, they have some sure. uh, starting pitching kind of in the tank if they need it. Well, the four and five starters are always a question mark. Matt Moore out of the rotation for now. Vince Velasquez, I can't believe we're still mentioning that name here in 2021. And last night, Chase Anderson, both had very impressive starts their last time out. That being the case, I never expect a whole lot from either of the go- those guys when they start. What's your take on Velasquez and Anderson? You're right about uh, Velasquez. I, I It's... Uh, amazing that we're still talking about him. You know, <laughs> yeah. him, uh, Roman Quinn, uh, and Herrera. You know, it seems like they've been getting a lot of chances. Um, so we're, you know, hopefully um, things work out and he's back as a starter. Um, the Phillies, as you mentioned, need some bullpen help and certainly need a closer. So everyone's really talked about him in the closing spot. He's usually good the first two, three innings has a really high uh, strikeout ratio, I think over 11 uh, per nine. So he kind of could fit into that bullpen role uh, if they want to uh, find something for him. But, yeah, just him moving back and forth I don't think is going to help his situation. Having something definitive maybe as a setup man uh, or certainly closer because that I think uh, positions up in the air now. Well, speaking of the bullpen and the closer, Hector Neris, is he still the best option in your mind in terms of the closer? I like Sam Coonrod a lot. I'd like to see him get a chance. Why not him? Why do they uh, stick with Hector Neris, who always seems to make it an adventure when he goes out there? Sure, exactly. Um, I think it was that kind of idea of just having a consistent uh, uh, player, and I think it's still early in the season. That's something you hear Joe saying. Um uh, so I don't think they're ready to make any big decisions like that yet. Uh, but I agree. I, I don't think he's the best uh, option right now. Coonrod has been good. Archie Bradley should be back, I think, next week as well. Yeah. Um, so they do have some options. None of them are, are great. But, you know, Naris hasn't really shown that ability. You know, 50% is, is not what you need from a closer. I agree. All right. I want to ask about Nick Maton, the young second baseman. Got off to a great start. He was hitting, you know, 500 or whatever after his first six games. He's come back down to earth as expected since then. Mm-hmm. But all in all, he's a 24 year old kid who I don't think was even considered a top prospect. Does Maton have a future? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Phillies are high on, on Maton. You know, he's young enough. Um, they have him uh, under contract. So, um, yeah, I do think uh, he has a future here in Philadelphia. Um, now, he could also have a future as a, a trade piece uh, if he continues to play. But 
Um, yeah, he had that big RBI double in, in, in the Phillies crazy game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still hitting um, just under 300, but not a lot of power. You know, now the Phillies get that from elsewhere. So if he can get some more at bats and show that he can get on base consistently, I think he definitely has a, a future with the Phillies. If n- not uh, as a starter, certainly as the super sub that they hope Scott Kingery would have have been. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Joe Girardi. Uh, everybody loved the hire, um, especially after the two years of Gabe Kapler, who the town just did not ever take to. But uh, Girardi's made some questionable moves. There was the you know the lineup snafu recently. Um, there was just last night, you know, pinch hitting or not pinch hitting for Chase Anderson, who had thrown five good innings, but always struggles the third time through the lineup. And they had the bases loaded, nobody out, a chance to really blow the game open. Um, You know, if Bill and I have talked about this, if Gabe Kapler had done these things, they would have killed him. But Girardi has gotten a bit of a pass until recently. I'm starting to hear some people starting to question, you know, his decision-making is Girardi, overrated or you know is he what he is um you know if he if we think he's going to come in and win a world series then yes he would be overrated i don't think that's possible with the current incarnation of the lineup but yes he has made a lot of head scratching decisions and just watching the game and and writing post-game write-ups um fortunately they haven't been you know major i know that the lineup card is a pretty big deal. I know Tony La Russa had a, uh, he forgot some of the new extra inning rules. So you see that a bit. Um, I don't think any of them have been so major or so egregious that, you know, he should be run out of town, but I think a lot of the chatter has come from Girardi himself. So he's kind of admitted to making these mm-hmm. mistakes, which is not really something we saw with, um, you know, uh, Kapler. It's more, just kind of, oh, that's what happened, or that was the, the plan, and the plan went bad. And um, Girardi has been his own uh, biggest critic, I would say. So, um, you know, he's mentioned that he's made a couple of mistakes. I think they're small mistakes, but they're definitely adding up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's starting to get noticeable. And, you know, just the uh, all the double switches, um, which is somewhat new, and – you know, he hasn't really had it much help off the bench either. Yeah. So anytime you bring in uh, uh, someone off the bench and, and there's no production, it's going to look like a bad decision um, more times than not. So that part I don't fault him for. But, yeah, the 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 mistakes are starting to pile up. Um, so I think the Phillies need to tighten up some things uh, on all all fronts. Meanwhile, the much maligned Kapler, you know, out in San Francisco. Now I look at the standings and he's got – Nothing overly special in terms of a roster, but the Giants are 22 and 14, which happens to be the best record in the National League. Is it possible Gabe Kapler is actually a good manager? It's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's possible. It is certainly possible. And you know, he needed the right situation. And this I don't think was the right situation uh in Philadelphia. The Phillies needed uh someone like Joe Girardi. Um because they're not in the beginning of their rebuilding. They're more towards the middle, the end, potentially the win now period uh, where they need that experience a lot like doc rivers and the Sixers. So I don't think it was a good fit for Kapler Um, having that younger team, having um, some of uh, lesser names on the roster, certainly being in California 
uh, fits his situation a lot better. So I don't think the Phil's um, team was really uh, set up to succeed with Gabe. And you need someone with, uh, you know, with, with Girardi's experience that can actually um, weigh the different decisions and, like I said, take ownership of them. Hey, speaking of mystery of life questions, uh, how the heck is former Philly Nick Pavetta undefeated since joining the Red Sox? 2-0 last year, 5-0 this year, an ERA under three in his two years up in Boston. I need answers on that one, Brian. Uh, there's a long list of Phillies people that once they leave the team are just, <laughs> you know, Cy Young and Babe Ruth and now uh, I guess Connie Mack out there in, in San Francisco. Um, yeah, you know, inconsistent we saw parts of that when he was here but i guess he put it all together and certainly the red sox have a good lineup and um a good record this season as well so you know i think they're a better team than the phillies were behind them um you know again maybe just someone who needed a different uh, uh scenery uh, mm. boston fits american league might be better for him as well but yeah, yeah i'd know i would not have expected uh that much improvement uh, from no. him at all so as we wrap up our Phillies discussion, Brian, as, as I said, they're 19 and 17, a game out of first place, not even a quarter of the way into the season. What is the outlook for the Phillies in 2021 here? Will they stay in contention in the East, do you think? Yes, I do think they'll they'll certainly stay in contention. You know, it doesn't look like anyone's running away with the division. The Mets are certainly hot right now, um, winning their last seven games. Um, but, you know, everyone said it would be the toughest division in baseball. And in some senses, it is with them beating up on each other. They have a, a few games against the Marlins coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I absolutely think they'll be in it and um, be buyers at the trade deadline. So as we get closer to that, hopefully um, I can come back on and we can have some uh, juicy trade rumor talks. Absolutely. Hey, you said you're a big Sixers fan, too. The Sixers, of course, heading into the playoffs next week. Looks like they'll be the number one seed. You think they can uh, get to the NBA Finals? Sure. This is as good a year as any. Um, you know, they're healthy. Um, they have the momentum. They have the number one seed. Uh, the home games help. Um, the East is not, you know, quite as tough. Obviously, the Nets, if they're all healthy, um, you never know. But uh, I'm looking forward to potentially a Sixers-Celtics, maybe a first-round matchup. Um, that's always a fun uh, series. But, yes, I think that this is their best year um, in the past, you know, four or five uh, chances to, to win. So I do expect to see them in the finals. I don't know. At that point, anything can happen. But, you know, they're not the best team in the league. Some of those Western Conference teams, Suns, uh, Jazz, are looking really good, too. My uh, radio partner, Bill, hates the fact that, you know, Embiid and Simmons take some nights off just for maintenance. Uh, does that bother you at all that not just these guys, but a lot of guys around the league would just take nights off to rest? Does that bother you? Um, it doesn't bother me. I understand why they do it. They do it. And sometimes it's the coach's decision as well. Um, but you know, the fans pay to see the players there and they want to see the, the stars and, and, or on TV and that's what draws. So, you know, it, as a league, I think it, if it happens more, which it is increasingly, um, it's going to start to be a problem because you see it with the Nets and the Lakers, right? Some of the best players, they're just not playing anymore, and that's who everyone wants to see. So um, it could become a problem. I don't think we're quite there yet. But um, for the Sixers, from for us, you know, 
if they need to rest and we hold on to the first place in the East, then, you know, I'm fine with that. You know, the Lakers, on the other hand, it seems like they're going in the wrong direction with that. I can't wait for the playoffs uh, next week. Uh, the season ends Sunday. Then there's that goofy play-in tournament. The Sixers will play probably like a week from Sunday. So can't wait. Hey, Brian, in addition to Phillies Nation, you own Scheib Vintage Sports. With restrictions easy now and more people shopping again, how's business? It's definitely picking up. Um, there's more tourists in Center City. And as there's increased capacity at the games, there's more and more people coming in, you know, before a game to pick up a shirt. You know, we have shy park there you go <laughs> right uh, we have a new vet stadium shirt coming out this week so we're excited um as things start to open up safely and i think june 12th the fills have the green light to add more capacity to the stadium so we're really looking forward to that and kind of uh the father's day uh, uh holiday as well absolutely all right brian uh, oh tell us uh, again where people can find you and phillies nation Sure. Uh, philliesnation.com, of course, and on Twitter, Phillies Nation for breaking news and highlights. All right. Brian, thanks. Great to see you, and we'll do it again later this summer. Thanks, Chet. Thanks, Brian. All right. Let's talk a little bit uh, more about baseball. I hope that some of you have checked out what Philly Sports Trips has going on over the next few months. Philly Sports Trips is going to be taking a couple of nice journeys this summer. In fact, they're going to go to two of baseball's legendary ballparks, Wrigley Field in Chicago and Fenway up in Boston the same week. You can go to one or the other or both. And then on July 21st, there's going to also be a trip to Yankee Stadium, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun. July 21st, you'll see a midweek game between our Phillies and the Yankees. I'll be going up on that bus trip along with Freddie Burns and Big Al and a couple other guys from the Edge of Philly Sports Network. Come with us. You can get all the pricing specifics and other details on the website, phillysportstrips.com. That is going to be a good, good time. And with that, let's do a little random chat, shall we? Random chat, and I got to get myself ready for this. So we move that thing down there, and there we go. Yeah. The bell means that it is uh, time for another segment of Random Chat. As most of you know from watching or listening to our show every week, I'm a huge fan of music. And with the world starting to open up again, finally, as we make our way out of the pandemic, one of the best things about that for me personally is that we're starting to get lots of concert announcements. Willie Nile doing a show later this month. I had tickets to Guns N' Roses last year. And, of course, that got wiped out by the pandemic. But it is apparently going to happen this summer, August 5th, up at the Meadowlands. Yeah, I get to go up into Giants country. Uh, but, hey, I've got patience. Get it? Uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses, August 5th. I'll be there. And then WMMR recently announced that they are holding an MMR barbecue. It's usually in May, but it didn't happen last year. It didn't happen this month. But it will happen this September. And it's going to be a great one. I'm a big fan of Dirty Honey and Dorothy and The Offspring and Who Doesn't Love Cheap Trick and many, many more concerts yet to come. With so many shows scrapped over the last 14 months, the next year is going to be absolutely crazy. I heard last week one concert promoter telling reporters that it is looking like there will be twice as many tours and shows in 2022 as there were in 2019, pre-pandemic, of course. And that is great news for music lovers and concert goers like myself. Not so great news for my bank account. 
Oh, well, choose your shows wisely and be happy that we're finally getting back to life as we used to know it a couple of years ago. And hey, I'm all in and I can't wait to buy some of those $14 beers at concerts. So there you go. I don't know if you know this, but today uh, happens to be National Limerick Day. I just heard that a few hours ago. So while I was getting ready for the show, I actually wrote and made up a couple of limericks on the spot. And since we're going to be talking Sixers with our next guest in just a minute, here's one related to the Sixers. Toby, Ben, and Embiid, our Sixers, the number one seed. I'm making some bets that they'll outdo the Nets for a trip to the finals. Indeed. Hey, not bad for, you know, five minutes work, right? So I have another Sixers one for you in just a bit and an Eagles one as well. The Eagles schedule apparently is coming out officially within the next half hour. But earlier today, it leaked on Instagram and elsewhere on social media. This is apparently the schedule for the Eagles. So we knew they were opening down in Atlanta. We knew the home opener was against the San Francisco 49ers in week two. And then a Monday night game in Dallas. And uh, there's the rest of the schedule in front of you for those watching the video. Back-to-back games up at MetLife Stadium, the Giants and Jets, week 12 and 13. So that's kind of interesting. We'll talk more about that with our next guest. Speaking of which, he is standing by. And we're going to get to Freddie in just a second. But uh, let me tell you first about car insurance because, uh, you know, we talk about Dave every week. David Lavoie, he is at... Allstate in Westchester and Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. Now, in Westchester, that would be Dave Lavoie. Dave is at 610-430-0700. Once again, the number for Dave at Allstate, 610-430-0700. 700. Start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey, everybody, it's Willie Nile here, and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Philly Press Box Radio. You lucky people. Thank you, Willie. I'll see you in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, Willie is indeed hitting the road this summer doing concerts in front of actual human beings like me, not cardboard cutouts, not streaming concerts, but shows with people in the audience. It's a beautiful thing. Willie's at Philly's Ardmore Music Hall on May 29th, and he has a few shows in Jersey this summer as well. All right, it is now time to welcome back the man, the myth, the legend. You know him from his time as our fantasy football guy over the last few years and from his work on the Edge of Philly Sports Network. His name is Freddie Burns. Hey, Freddie. You're by yourself? I didn't know that. Yeah, Bill took the night off. He's actually doing some real work down in Florida, so uh, left me here all alone. But now you're <laughs> here, Fred. So we'll get through this. How about cool, we talk? Get to talk. Yeah, we talk getting, a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> that about um, uh, Joel Embiid. You exactly, know? exactly. Let's talk Sixers <laughs> first, Fred. And speaking of first, they are a win away from clinching the first seed in the NBA's Eastern Conference. I don't know about you, but I think that is huge because the number one seed will increase their chances greatly of getting to the NBA finals. You agree? hundred percent agree. It, the number one seed, that's the last time we got there was Oh one. We had the number one seed without the one seed. It makes it a much more difficult path because then you have to play the box 
or the Nets and then play the like play them twice if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if the whoever's on the one seat on the other side, so you got to go through two juggernauts to get to the finals. Absolutely. Um, Joel Embiid, of course, um, took a night off. Ben Simmons last night did play. Looked real good in the first half. Not as impressive in the second half. Um, we're starting to see Ben take occasional jumpers, like you know, 10, 12 feet. Are we going to see more of that, do you think, in these final few games as they get ready to the playoffs, or does it even matter? I don't know, man, because I've been going to like uh, games for however many years, and I keep telling you guys, he sits in warm-ups and knocks these jumpers down. So it's infuriating to me. So I, I don't know. He's, he's 24 years old. It would significantly help his game. But more than the jump shot, it's the aggressiveness. Like He has to be aggressive, and he came out in that first half and a little bit in the third quarter. Well, not really. Now the third quarter was awful, too. And, you know, was so aggressive. And you just shows it uplifts the entire team on top of his defense. His defense is huge. The aggressiveness has to be there in the playoffs. And I, I actually think that's going to be the difference because you're not going to win. You're not going to get to the NBA Finals doing what we did in the regular season. We did well. We're, we're the one seed. But you have to step it up to another level. It's playoffs. All right. Uh, what's the rotation going to be? We know who the starting five is. Are they going to have three guys off the bench, four guys off the, be- off the bench? Who's going to get the most playing time as the, in terms of the reserves? Now, if you would have asked me, what, three weeks ago, I would have said eight, nine-man rotation. But Doc Rivers continues to say he will do an 11-man rotation without blinking, which hmm. kind of concerns me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are the, – the bench has done better, not maybe the last few games, but over the – I guess last quarter of the season significantly better. So I can see why I think it's going to come down to, obviously you got George Hill. He he's coming off the bench. You got Dwight Howard. He's coming off the bench. Yep. Then it's kind of how the game's going. You know, if you need defense, maybe spell five If you need offense, you're going to go shake. Um, who's been impressing me lately. And you need to get him the experience anyway is, is Maxi. So Maxie's got away from the floater. He's going to the lane hard, and he's actually knocking down a few jumpers. So I'd be interesting to see if he gets some minutes. If you need shooting, you still have cork mods. I'm really, I'm really concerned about that because I, I don't want to go to an 11-man rotation. The starter should be playing the bulk of the minutes, and then obviously you have the veteran George Hill, Dwight Howard, and then it's maybe about, I would say, nine. Nine would be my max. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see how uh, Doc handles all of that. Um, assuming, you know, things go as expected, it would likely mean the Sixers and Nets meet for the Eastern Conference Championship. How do they match up, especially if the Nets big three are all healthy? I actually think the it's going to be the box, but if it is the Nets, I, I, the, our only matchup is defense. And that's why I like the way our team is built. We're not going to outscore the Nets but we are going to defend them to bring their scoring down. And I think we have the best team in the East that's matched up with them to stop them. Um, they also don't have a center, a good center, I guess you would say, you know, that they had, they signed the markets Aldridge. He had to, you know, leave, uh, retire because of health issues. You know, Blake Griffin's a power forward, but he's a shell of himself. The, how do they stop Joel Embiid is going to be a question mark for them. For us, I think it's a matter of, who is Ben Simmons going to be on? Are you going to have him on Harden or are you going to have him on Durant? And when they pick and roll out, who's who's he going to be matched up on? So I think we match up well from a defensive perspective. We just got to play defense. There's a 
play-in round this year, you know, with teams seven through 10, which means, unfortunately, the Sixers are going to be sitting idle for a week. Uh, is that going to hurt them, do you think, the week off? Or help? Nah, I, I think that'll help them, especially with, with the rest that they need. It's, it is a long, I know it's not as long of a season, but they're taking some rest now. The Nets have basically been off for like, I don't even know. I feel like they played one starter for the last, I don't know, however many. I think their starter, the, the big three played 12 games together. Yeah. So if, when Harden was in, you know, Durant was out. Then when they both were out, Kyrie was in. So they've got well, a long amount of rest. Giannis has been out some games. So I think the rest will help. Who's going to come out of the Western Conference? There's a lot of good teams out there. Who do you see winning it? See, this is this is what's funny because you always are saying like you're thinking, all right, LeBron's going to come back, and then the Lakers are going to, and now the Lakers are in jeopardy of not even making the playoffs. I know they have a shot at the six seed now with a big win last night. So, you know, I'm I'm going to go with the Jazz. I know that's like the the easy pick, I guess you would say, because they're they're well, they fell off a little bit. No, nah, they're they're one still, yeah. So I'm going to go with the Jazz just because they've been knocking at the door themselves as far as maturing, getting better. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. It's going to depend on Mitchell's health. I know he's got some ankle issues, but I'm going to say the Jazz with, with their shooting and their depth. They have a lot of bench depth, and you know they have the he may be the defensive player of the year. It's either him or Ben Simmons as well, so I'm going to go Jazz. And the good news is uh, for Sixers fans and the Sixers themselves, increased capacity going up to 50%. Uh, Sixers are great at home. Is that going to help having more fans in the building? Oh, yeah. I, I think because some of these guys haven't seen what it's like in the stadium yet. Yeah. You know, Dwight Howard absolutely loves it here based on social media. But he is – and then the fans have been there. But they have no idea, like, what it's going to be like in there. And then supposedly – it may get to 100% in June if we get to the NBA Finals. So I think it's uh, very, very important, and I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. All right, Fred, uh, I had to talk a little football with you because there's a lot to discuss in terms of the Eagles. We just had the draft a couple of weeks ago. Uh, by the way, great hang with you at the South House uh, the Pub. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. How great was that? <laughs> that was that one was of awesome. the – I know it was, we had most of the tables were full. It was, it was a solid crowd and, uh, oh man, it was just a great experience. And you did a great job anchoring things that night, three and a half hours worth. So, uh, good job. Good job. Thank you. The Eagles with, of course, the number one pick Devonte Smith, uh, taken 10th overall. Um, he was a no brainer. How good can he be? And what's he going to bring to this offense? I'm very excited for Devonte Smith. I, I wanted to get, Obviously, you got Jamar Chase, but you knew he wasn't going to be there. So I wanted Waddle, Smith, or the two corners. And I think the fact that um, Smith has been already in a pro-style offense with Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama, and they also moved him around, which is exactly what the Colts do and exactly what Sirianni wants to do, to move him around and get him in open space, pair him with Jalen Rager. I think the sky's the limit there. You may have some matchup issues where, you know, bigger bodies with him out on the outside, say like at the X receiver on, on the outside, but like it's going to be up to the coaching staff to move him around and get him in positions to be successful. I think the key to how good this draft is, is what happens with the second round pick. You know, we were surprised that night when it happened, another Bama boy uh, who's a terrific center and guard, but has had lots of trouble staying healthy. And of course I speak of Landon Dickerson. He's had surgeries on his ankles, surgeries on his knees, Nobody questions that he's a great player if he's healthy. But did you like the pick, you know, once we knew how extensive his injury history was? 
I was ecstatic. If you remember when it came in, like when we were live, I was so happy because he's a top 15 pick if, if completely healthy, but you know, the injuries, I thought it was just the one leg. I didn't realize it was a stacked up amount of injuries with all that said, I would roll the dice on it. I would take a chance there. You, I've been crying for a lineman for like the last three years, like in the top two rounds. So, you know, I think it's worth the shot with him. It's not like he's an offensive lineman. So yes, he needs the power to, to fire out and, and all that, but it's not like a torn MCL or ACL as far as he's going to need the speed to be running a, a 40 down the field or say like a cornerback like City Jones. So I, I think it was worth the shot regardless if he, you know, pans out or not. Yeah, I really hope it pans out. And, uh, hey, speaking of panning out, I didn't know if this was going to happen. We got another guy joining us uh, from somewhere in Florida. Who is that guy? Hey, what's going <laughs> on, guys? What's happening? Are you tired? Are you still awake? I am tired. I'm still awake. Just starting. Uh, actually, I'm only an hour, two hours in, so I got uh, got all night to go. And uh, But, hey, I did want to – I don't know what you guys have talked about because I'm just getting on uh, – did uh, you see the bootleg Eagle schedule uh, that's come out already? Did you guys talk about that? Uh, trips to I Denver, mentioned trips it. To Vegas. I mentioned it right um, before and I guess Fred came on. And there it is. That's uh, what apparently it is going to be. Yeah, a trip to Vegas in week seven, which I think is around October 24th. So interesting schedule. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, it is. Uh, Thursday night football at home against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. That That will be interesting. But I did like uh, the last four weeks after the bye are all East games. Uh, those are games you got to win if you're going to going to play. Absolutely, Fred. What do you think of that schedule? I mean, the first thing that jumps out at me is I'm going to Las Vegas with Philly sports trips, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear they they just put a and I probably wouldn't do this because I want to watch the game, but they just put a club in the end zone. Like basically, you're going to have an all out nightclub in Vegas in the end zone. <laughs> People, their they're going to their backs will be to the game. They're watching the DJ. It makes no sense. Anyhow, <laughs> well, it's Vegas. I'm excited for Vegas. The Tampa Bay, um, obviously, coming to the link on Thursday night. That's pretty cool. I'm I'm going into this season kind of like I did Carson Wentz's first year. Um, you know, not expecting record-wise anything great, but I'm just, you know, every game as it comes. So, you know, I whatever the game is, I, I don't I don't that first game against Atlanta, I think they're three and a half point dogs. I'm thinking about Atlanta's offense against our defense. That's scaring me a little bit already, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we get how to can, see Kyle Pitts. Have, how can you have a point spread in May? <laughs> I, they come out with them right away. It's, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> wow. So, so uh, what else did you guys talk Sixers? Tell me. We about talked that. Sixers already. Yeah, we we are excited about the playoffs starting next week. The Phils need one more win to clinch the number one seed in the East, which will happen, of course, and that helps them, you know, going through the playoffs. So uh, we were talking about the rotation and you know what Ben's going to play like in the postseason. It's going to be interesting. And uh, Doc Rivers may be using 10 or 11 guys instead of the usual eight or nine as far as the rotation. So I can't wait. One thing we did talk about is, yeah. is what we got to well, keep an eye on. Never... Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, I, you, you broke up. It's probably my probably my signal down here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if they're ever actually going to clinch this thing, uh, you know. If, is Mr. Softy going to play a couple games here so they can? can there we go. Watch? There it well, is. It's, it's funny when I when I came on the show, I, I didn't realize you weren't on tonight, and I'm like, my first thing was like, 
Oh, I'll, I'll actually get to talk without being talk about Joe and B taking the night off with Bill here, but you stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, last night was definitely oh, a, a take take a game off night. I mean, you know my stance on it. They, I, I don't agree with it. I hate it. It wasn't like that in the nineties when I was growing up. I, I I absolutely despise it, but they all do it. They it's just ridiculous. Like Durant took half the season off. The Nets have had, I think, th- twelve games where all three starters played together. So I, I think they will clinch. Um, you know, even if they don't come up with it against Miami here, they got two cupcakes here at the end. If they don't, that's a big concern, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it'll happen. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, oh, Bill, worry. we were talking about we were talking about the Eagles draft picks. We, you know, of course, like Devontae Smith and Dickerson if he's healthy. Um, another guy, of course, is Zek McPherson. And he's going to be another key because, you know, obviously the Eagles need help in the secondary. So he's a cornerback and the Eagles could certainly use a lot of help there. Fred, did you like that pick? I didn't hate it. I think they needed to draft a corner. He has versatility to him. Some project him as a slot. You know, I'm not like an NFL scout that I know personally. I just read other information off others, but he seems like, you know, he at college, at least he could play inside and outside. He had two years at Penn state as well. One cool thing about him is uh, he already had a LaShawn McCoy jersey. So when he got drafted, I guess when he was at Penn State, I don't know where he got it. So as he got drafted, he quick had it up in his closet, threw it on, and took a picture with his McCoy jersey on. Yeah, I heard that. Now, is, isn't he the one that's the cousin to Fletcher Cox? I don't know that. I don't know I don't that know. either. One of the guys they drafted, I think it's him, is uh, Fletcher Cox's yeah. cousin. And that's why he's an Eagles fan. Interesting. Well, that would actually make perfect sense. And we do like the running back, Kenneth Gainwell. Right. We talked about uh, him with Ray Didinger last week. Ray likes him as well. You can never have too many running backs. And, you know, Sanders is going to need a break. And this guy supposedly is not only a good runner, but can catch the ball. So I like it. I love the name Gainwell. So hopefully uh, he'll be a good rookie. I heard a comp to him to uh, Alvin Kamara Light today. And I, <laughs> I, I, I never thought of that, but. If he's Alvin Kamara light, <laughs> I'm all in on Kenny Gainwell. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's big shoes to fill already. But if you remember, Kamara fell to like whatever round, like he wasn't a top projected guy. He was supposed to be like a third down back. Yeah. He's pretty good. Well, Freddie, I don't know if you caught my uh, limerick earlier, but today is National Limerick Day. So. <laughs> This was not even a random chat. This is just an added bonus. And I, I did one earlier. Toby, Ben, and Embiid are Sixers, the number one seed. I'm making some bets they'll outdo the Nets for a trip to the finals. Indeed. That was one of them. Now, I had free time today, so I wrote a couple other ones. Another one about the Sixers is uh, this one. The Sixers have had a great year. They often inspire me to cheer. My outlook won't fade. We might get a parade. And I will then drink lots of beer. There you what go. kind you got there? This is a Hefeweizen from Tucker. It's uh, another foreign beer. It's a German country out of the uh, Bavarian country in Germany. I love my Hefeweizens, wheat beers. Love them. And I think with that, we lost Bill. Oh, well. Yeah, I, he bailed as soon as you started your, your little poem. <laughs> and one last one, Fred, about the Eagles. The Eagles are not a good team. Good thing I have some Jim Beam. I might have to drink to cope with their stink. I'm sure you all know what I mean. 
Clever. You definitely got uh, the, the rhymes down. <laughs> I'm working on my limericks. Yes, National Limerick Day. All right, Fred. Hey, what's going on with uh, your show tonight? You're going to be there, and I know you're going to talk about the schedule, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about the schedule tonight. I'll be there tonight, 9.30 p.m. Um, find it on the same channel you, you see here on the Edge of Philly Sports. And uh, we're going to actually have Aton Shander on tonight. I'm very excited about that. He's one of my, I'd say, top three um, in Philly Sports Radio. I just love his perspective on things, and um, yeah, we'll have him on tonight as well. Really excited, and we'll, obviously, we'll be covering the Sixers, Phillies, and we'll squeeze in them Flyers. <laughs> All right, that is nine thirty, and uh, find them on YouTube, Facebook Live, and wherever else you can find Freddie and Big Al and Joey and Aton. So there you go. Just Fred, Google Edge of Philly. Google it. <laughs> Edge of Philly Sports. Thanks for stopping by once again. We'll do it again. Thanks for having me. See you, Chet. All right. See you, Freddie. Good old Freddie Burns. Well, we he told you about his show. There's a lot going on on the Edge of Philly Sports Network. Again, their show is Wednesday evenings at 9.30 p.m. So uh, look for them, Edge of Philly, again, on YouTube and Facebook and various other places. You can also find the Broad Street Bully podcast. They're usually on Sundays. That's Drew, Jeff, and Doyle talking Flyers hockey with some great guests. They have a real good time doing it. Despite the way the Flyers season went this year, it just ended very disappointing. I'm sure they'll have lots to uh, discuss as they re- evaluate exactly what went wrong this year birds iq is every monday evening that's with kyle and eric quinn talking eagles football and reacting to the birds edge of philly sports live we mentioned is uh the 9 30 wednesday show and then on the weekend there's tom kelly and the gang bringing you patterson ave fanatics Tom and uh, his crew do a great job. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. talking all things Philly sports. You can check out all the shows at eopsports.com. And you can help us by hitting those subscribe, follow, and like buttons. And as always, share with your family and your friends. Don't forget to sign up for the weekly EOP newsletter that arrives each Friday by mail. All right. So I know you're wondering, who the heck is going to come to Philly Press Box Radio next week well i don't know if you know this but brian michael wasn't supposed to be our guest this evening but tim kelly his colleague at phillies nation was supposed to join us we announced that last week except we found out that tim forgot kind of that he was supposed to be in washington dc where he is tonight to take in that phil's national battle so brian filled in but tim kelly there he is he will be joining us next week to talk more phillies baseball He's great. He's just a wealth of knowledge about all things Phillies, despite his young age. Yeah, we're much older than him, Bill and me. But despite that, we will have uh, a second guest also, Tim Kelly, and we are going to talk some Sixers basketball. You know this guy from 97.5, the fanatic. You know him from his work on Sixers Outsiders. His name is Tyrone Johnson, and he's all up on the Sixers. He, too, like me, is very excited about what's ahead for the Sixers this postseason do you want to talk about the flyers i don't they stunk it up this year finished out of the playoffs they were out of it pretty much three or four weeks ago and now the season is officially over sean couturier congratulations on another team mvp award claude Giroux, Giroux, i'm sure we will see you again next year the other veterans who the heck knows i i just don't know anymore that's enough flyers talk uh the Raz room Bill usually does this, so I don't know what he says about it, but he says something like, 
Another quick break to thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance on winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They've continued to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They have 11 line razes, mystery boxes, and our memorabilia shop. Check out their Facebook pages, like them, or follow them. It is PPCC 118 Razroom and PPCC 118 Razroom Shop on Facebook. Now, as far as a parting shot, I didn't really slap anything major together, but what I do want to do is this if i can find it tough doing this all by myself i don't have build a cover for me while i'm looking around for stuff but anyway i just wanted to say this indulge me please first of all let's get rid of the ras room thing we're done talking about the ras room now as i said just indulge me please as i tell you this i wanted to say congratulations to my son Brian, on graduating with honors from Rowan University the other day. Yeah, he inherited my massive brain and my good looks. I'm kidding. He has clearly outpaced me on both fronts. At college, he double majored in computer science and mechanical engineering and now has to make some tough decisions about what to do next in the very near future. He's got some things to consider, some options. He's a great kid, and he has made his parents very proud. So congrats to Brian. Phillies are playing tonight. The NFL schedule is officially being released right about now. I know they're doing a show at 8 o'clock Eastern time here Wednesday evening on television for people who just like to see it all being unveiled for them, all the big games. The Eagles only have two primetime games this year. There is the third week of the season when they take on those hated Dallas Cowboys, and then there's a home game later on on a Thursday night against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers featuring that Tom Brady. So going to be interesting to see how this Eagle season plays out this coming fall. I don't have a lot of high hopes. I think the over-under is still six and a half. That may go up or down, you know, before September gets to us. Right now, I'd probably bet the under, though. I would probably say five or six wins is more likely than above six and a half. But, hey, you never know. All right, I'm hungry. We're going to wrap it up for the evening. Bill is somewhere in Florida working hard. He may be back next week. Who knows? But we do have Tim Kelly and Tyrone Johnson joining us. I hope you liked my limericks. I hope you liked uh, our guests, Brian Michael and Freddie Burns. We had a good time. So let's thank those guys, plus the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPC 118 Razroom and Devoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester for the continued support of the show. For the vacationing, he's working. Bill Furman, this is Jim Chesco, and we do hope you enjoyed it, and we'll join Philly Press Box again next Wednesday, May 19th, through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, plus we're on blogtalkradio.com, Philly Press Box Radio. Or you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Bullhorn, Spotify, TuneIn, all sorts of other places. So I hope you all stay well, everybody. And with that, we say, high hopes. Hi.